Have you ever wondered what it takes to market to millionaires? How do the truly affluent think? And how do you get them as your ideal client? Let's get the real deal on Kelly O'Neill, the profitpreneur. Cue the intro. Welcome to The Real Deal, where we get real about what it takes to succeed. Whether it's wealth, health, relationships, or finding your purpose, we talk to the masters to uncover the secrets to defying the odds and creating your own rock star legacy. I'm Doug, and after working on multiple Grammy-winning records as an author, transformational speaker, and your personal translightenment coach, I'm committed to your growth and success. And now, here's the real deal. Here we go. So are you ready for the, the best introduction you've had all day? I absolutely bring it. Right? Okay. But first a word from our sponsor. Are you feeling stressed out? Perhaps you're being overwhelmed by trepidation and anxiety. Then go ahead to guidedhypnotic.com and download your free guided hypnotic meditation and bust through your anxiety once and for all. That's guidedhypnotic.com. All right. I sponsor myself. That so was it, that was amazing. <laughs> you have like the greatest voiceover voice ever. Right? And you know, Me and I for it, which is good. Uh, so this is going to be your, I'm reading off, this is in full disclosure, it's a cold read, but I'm going to give it my college try, and I did not go to college. Here we go. Kelly O'Neill is a multi-award winning entrepreneur, profit strategist, and brand marketing expert for the next generation of innovative companies and thought leaders who desire to market to affluent clients. She is the creator of the internationally known Marketing to Millionaires TM program and is known worldwide as the go-to subject matter expert. She is on a mission to disrupt the status quo and rewrite the rules of entrepreneurship to help her clients create high profit and high freedom businesses on their terms. Her genius is to help you strategically design and build a highly profitable by identifying a, a winning strategy. Well, I may have read that one wrong. Scalable infrastructure and a marketing automation plan to work in synergy for sustainable growth while giving you free time and the opportunity to live from a place of choice. Help your company grow. She teaches her signature innovative profitology process. Seth Godin named her as one of America's most innovative companies. Kelly is here to share her brilliance. And I did go to your site. Your site is very awesome and fun to navigate. And of course, I went to the start here button. And I uh, turned, yes, turns out I am a influencepreneur. That is not shocking. That is not shocking. <laughs> I love it. So what he is talking about, what, what Mr. Doug is talking yes. about is that um, I, I was not able to find, you know, there's a lot of different personality tests on online for, you know, and, and I've taken probably them all, right? And it's really important, I think, in business that we actually work within our genius zone and we work in alignment with that's what's that which is going to be easiest for us. But I was never able to figure out, like I was, was trying to piecemeal a bunch of different things together so that I could actually understand how someone's personality and the way that they are going to run and operate their business would directly link to their ability to create profits. And it didn't exist, so I created it. 
And that is the profitology assessment that he is talking about that is on my website. Well, yes. And I, I highly recommend that everyone tuned in, go to it. And uh, it's at kellyoneal.com, correct? Right? That's the- It is. Yeah. So it's it is. easy, simple to go to. And it, it was it was quick and, and um, the, it was very Painless. accurate. Came back. Yeah. Came back. I was like, oh, dang. How, how many are there? How many uh, profitability personalities are there? There are nine different- uh, there's nine different ones. And I also, you know, interestingly enough, because I've had this, co this uh, quiz out for a few years and it's extremely accurate. Like it's very rare that I ever hear someone say like, mm, that just didn't fit me. Mm. Um, so it's very, very accurate. If you take it honestly, you've got to take it from a place of like, what is actually true for me? Not like, where do I want to be? Right. Because I give you the profit accelerators that like, hey, if you focus on this, this is going to help you accelerate your profit. But I also talk to you about the profit pitfalls and the things that are going to keep you stuck. Mm -hmm. So there's nine different profile types. And it's very interesting because different people, like different groups of people have, there's clumpings of the kinds of people they are. Like most doctors I get or holistic practitioners or that kind of thing are strategists, mm. whereas most most coaches and healers are innovators, and which is why a lot of times they're having trouble building a business, right? right? So it's interesting. So I've noticed that over the years that, you know, lawyers, gatekeepers, mm -hmm. accountants, gatekeeper, like I'm seeing the different things flow out. It's pretty cool. So which one are you? Or are you all of them? I am a CEO profitpreneur uh, ah, profile type. And so what that means is I'm really good at building uh, high performance teams that build my business for me. The mm. downfall of a CEO profitpreneur is that because we're a little bit dangerous, we're, we're a real resourceful, a real resourceful type. We're like, mm, I don't know if I know how to do this, but I'll figure it out. Right. right. We're the person that could watch a YouTube video and not that we would want to do this, but if like our sync broke, we'd be like, I got this, right. you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up YouTube and I'm going to watch a, a video and I'm going to figure out how to fix the sink. And we would figure out how to fix the sink. The challenge is, is that until, um, we often can adopt the mindset of, you know what, I'm just going to do it all. It's faster if I do it, it'll be easier if I do it. So I'm just going to do it, which keeps our, it can keep our companies from growing. Right. Well, I mean, the, the challenge with all of this is that honesty, right? To go, okay, I know what my strengths are and I know what my yeah. weaknesses are. And, and that fear of, you know, being vulnerable to say, yeah, I'm, I'm not that good at that uh, and, and need to hire someone. But then knowing the right person to hire is key because just because someone has so a pulse important. doesn't mean that they should do it. And just even because they're offering to do it for free to help you out and you're like, oh, times are tough. Okay, I'll take this free help. You're like, well, uh, but that was the wrong person for the job and it costs more in the long run. The, that I will tell you that this has been my journey as an entrepreneur, which is getting really, really, really clear about hiring the right people. That's the one that has cost me the most money. Yep. It's uh, fantastic like to get that clarity. Now, the other thing though that I, I wanted to touch on this as well is the, the, the whole, the marketing to millionaire mindset. 
Uh, yes. Because that, I mean, I know there's, I mean, almost everybody out there will throw those things out there like, oh yeah, I'm going to help you do high ticket items and high ticket programs. And, you know, the set, we'll get you seven figures and all this stuff. And, and that's everywhere, as you know, I'm sure it drives you bananas. Um, A little what, bit. <laughs> so what for you would be the, the way people could get into the right mindset? Because it's, it's, it's before the strategy, and I get it, you're a, a strategist, but before we even imply any strategies, we got to have the right mindset. One million percent. It's so funny that you say this. I actually just this morning led a 35 minute call in my marketing the millionaire success circle on Facebook. And the entire topic was adopting a high performance mindset during times of recession. So, so here's what I will tell you about this. Um, I have a philosophy and you guys can probably see in my background here, it says strategy is the new hustle. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I am very big in strategy, but here's what I will tell you. You will never out hustle a bad strategy. So if you don't have the right strategy, it doesn't matter. You can do all the things, all the things. You can do the podcasting and the social media and the webinars and the, the trying to pitch yourself on podcasts and the, you know, the social media posts and the articles and the blogging and the videos and like you can do all the things. But if your strategy is off, it doesn't matter. You're just super, super busy and you're not gonna get anywhere. Yeah. But what's even more important than that is you will never out strategize a misaligned mindset. So I can give you the best marketing to millionaire strategy in the world that is virtually guaranteed to work, right? If you do what I tell you to do, it's gonna work because my strategies work. And I even have a guarantee on my strategies that when I'm providing strategies to people that if you're doing everything I'm telling you to do and it's not working, I will get back on the phone with you and work with you until it works. So, but here's the caveat to that. If your mindset is not aligned to market to affluent clients, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because you will consistently self-sabotage yourself, mm. right? We, and I can talk about this a little bit like in terms of, um, I, but I just literally taught this class the, this morning about the entrepreneurial journey and the entire idea behind getting your mindset into that zone. So, the next thing I want to address that you said is selling and marketing to affluent clientele is very different than marketing and selling to high ticket. I mm. did a show on that on my podcast um, that I talked about that. So when people are talking about selling high ticket, they're talking about using mass marketing strategies to, and, and sales principles to offer higher ticket items. It's a very different approach and it's a very different mindset because you're essentially marketing and selling to someone that has a mass marketing mindset. And so the way that you have to do that is really like overcoming a lot of mindset things and overcoming a lot of, you know, they're going to have price objections because, mm -hmm. because that's in their DNA, right? Like it's in the ma that mass marketing culture. When you're marketing and selling to affluent clients, price is not an issue. As long as you have, if you've structured the offer correctly and you have structured in a way that resonates with an affluent mindset and the, an affluent buying behavior, which is what I teach, then that's not gonna be the issue. The biggest issue that you're gonna have to overcome is time. 
because their their question is going to be not their question is not going to be their question is not going to be well you know i don't know if i can afford this it's like how much time is this going to take me got it right are you going to handle this for me right like how do i know that you're going to get me the results without me like with as little of involvement as humanly possible so you bring up an interesting point then what is your ideal client who are your ideal prospects and what do they offer to the affluent client because like there also lies like what is the personal responsibility of the client in the first place so if i'm looking for something and i'm i'm in that mindset but it's going to require me to do something that's a different conversation than if I'm hiring you to do something and like, I can trust that you're just going to get it done. Right. And, or you're going to do whatever it is that you said you were going to do. Okay. So, so, so let me, let me, yeah. So let me answer that question. So I have three different levels of clients, right? I, I work with, um, I work with affluent business owners who are looking to really become market leaders in their fields. They already know how to make money. That's not the problem. They want to become market leaders. And so they need to actually hone their own performance, hone the way they're running their businesses to become more strategic, right? They've probably hustled and grinded their way to the top and they're looking for it to really be more strategic and for it to grow to the next level. I also work with, um, and also they could be looking also for that branding because I own a branding company too, right? So they're looking for market leading positioning, market leading branding, and they're looking for um, to really supercharge the performance of their business strategically, okay? Those are those clients. I also work with celebrities who are really great at getting out into the public eye, right? They've got the, the influencer thing down, but they really don't know how to make as much profit as they can on the back end. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I work with those two sects of, in, of individuals. And then I work with people in on privately and in training programs uh, that want to learn how to market to those people. Right. So I work with entrepreneurs. I specialize in service-based industries. Uh, so I work with entrepreneurs who are looking to market to these affluent individuals and these, the celebrities to be able to not only market to them and secure them, but also to be able to serve them in the way that's going to, um, make them make everyone a lot of money and make everyone very happy. Love it. So two questions on that. Number one, yeah. of those three sectors, what is your favorite? What is the one that brings you the most joy? And then secondly, will be a deeper question is how did you get here? Like, what was it that brought okay. you to the, this understanding of how the affluent think and how to serve them? Sure. Okay. So, so my favorite clients to work with are the ones that are growing and making progress. That's what I will tell you. So it's really not about like, you know, it's like there's certain aspects I love about working with some of my, my more celebrity clientele. Like there's some fun things about that, but there's also some really fun things like that I'm able to do, you know, with my, my clients that are really growing at that quick clip that, that I'm not able to do with some of my newer clients, but there's, but then I just love them all, right? I love all of the ones that are growing yeah. um, because there's nothing also more fun for me to watch that light bulb go off with someone who's been struggling in business and they're like, oh my gosh, I get it now. And then all of a sudden clients start rolling in 
you know, it, their whole, their, their confidence has changed. Their, they are doing what they love. They're getting paid well for it. They're serving their clients. So there's little pieces I love about all of it. So I wouldn't say I have necessarily a favorite. Okay. No, well, and that's great. Yeah. I mean, the, the aspect of the progress is the most important. So that's, yeah. that, and, and that it actually- is not, It is not my favorite, I will tell you, to work with what I call ask holes. <laughs> ASK holes, yeah. right? They ask for advice. You tell them exactly what to do. And they're basically okay. like, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to go do my own thing. And it's like, right. okay, that's fine. But then don't come back and whine to me if, if, if it doesn't work. Right. I don't want to hear about it. That's not my, that's not my favorite. Of course. And I'm sure for everyone, but I think it, it does, it, it speaks volumes that what you really, the, the biggest bonus to you, the psycho remuneration is the, the progress, the people getting results. And, and that is fantastic because it's, it, you know, it's, it's, I think it just says something about the, your character, which is, which is fantastic. Right. Uh, well, thank you. And, and also, unfortunately, a little bit rare in this industry. Well, right? Right. So, <laughs> like, I really do, though. Like, we, we pull out the stops to help our clients get results. And again, that's why we offer the guarantee that we do. Because right. we, we know it works. It works when our, clients, when our clients execute it. It works over and over and over again. So, yeah, I love it. Awesome. And, and so in that follow-up, how did you figure this out? What was your journey? I mean, I, I looked at your, your, your history and it is, yeah. uh, it is varied, um, but it is interesting for you to find yourself in this position um, based yes. on you know, that transition from corporate to whatever. I know you'd be exposed to people, but it's a different mindset to really understand how to position with them. Yes. So, so I, in my very first episode in the trailer of the Marketing to Millionaires podcast, I literally told the whole long story okay. about exactly what happened. I'm going to actually, I want, I'll give you guys the, the base overview. So um, way back when I was a baby, no, um, but I am going to start back there. So I was actually raised in an affluent household. My, my father owned his own business. He made a lot of really smart um, business decisions. He also made a lot of really smart um, real estate investment decisions in the Silicon Valley. And as a result of that, um, you know, he, my, my, my family was very well off. And, and so I was raised in an affluent in, you know, I was raised in one of the wealthiest cities in Silicon Valley growing mm -hmm. up. And so I was surrounded by, you know, like we lived in like a section of it was like all millionaires, right? Mm -hmm. Or multimillionaires, or, you know, I'm sure even there was probably a billionaire or two in there. And so that's what I was exposed to, right? And, and so I never knew any, any differently. Like there was a time I remember, cause he reminds me of, or he has reminded me of this many times that at one point I, I thought everyone owned a private plane. I thought that like you have cars and you have a private plane. Like, when I was like a kid, like when I was mm -hmm. like six, I thought that that's just what you did. I was like, why are you going to the regular airport? Why don't you just take your plane? And they had to explain to me, like, not everyone has a plane. Now, before you pull out the world's tiniest violin in the world for me, let me also explain that my parents were very smart in that they were like, this is our money, not yours. So we are going to teach you how to develop the character and that performance. You know, like, we're going to ingrain that in you. Because if you want this kind of lifestyle for yourself, you are gonna have to go figure it out on your own. And that started with, I was very competitive in, um, I, I played competitive sports growing up, right? Um, I was also, I just think that like some of the values that were instilled in me were around like this, you can create whatever you want, right? And I saw that. 
I saw people just, you know, like money was never an object. Mm-hmm. Like you, money's easy to make. So I, I have all of these beliefs already instilled in me. Like everyone has money. Like, of course you can make money. You can make lots of, there's tons of money out there, right? You just got to figure out how to go do it. So that was instilled in me. So when I went to, when I went to college and, um, and I actually got, I got a, um, I did an internship it, starting in college at a branding and PR firm and just immediately fell in love with it. And I've always known because I've been, I've always been strategic in everything I do. That's just how my brain works. Like I'm strategic if I have to make a list of errands to run on the weekend. You know, I really think about it. I'm like, well, what's the most effective way to get this done? How am I going to make sure that like, and how am I going to be, and I like, and it's all the information, right? It's not just where am I going? It's like, how am I going to do this? So I don't have to wait in a lot of lines. What's the most effective way to do this? Do I have to pick up cold things? Okay. Well then I need to go here for like, but it just kind of goes in here. It's a little sick how that happens, but I mean, my clients enjoy it. <laughs> so, so I really was thinking, uh, you know, I really strategically chose my career. I was not one of those kids that was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I was like, no, I know exactly what I want to do with my life. Like, I want to be a businesswoman, but I want to be in something creative. And I really love teaching. Um, and I love, I love to help people, but I, but I'm not willing to, but I won't be a teacher because they don't make enough money. Right? Like I, I was all set to go ma- be a teacher until I found out how much money they make. And I'm like, well, that's a joke. I'm not doing that. Like, God bless all these teachers out there. I'm like, no, that's not for me. So I strategically chose advertising. So I majored in advertising, started an internship. And then subsequently, because I was always ahead of the game, because I started so early, I started when I was 19. Mm. Um, And because I was aligned with my my core genius and how my brain works, I had a very easy career path for me. I mean, not, let me just tell you, it is not that I didn't hustle my ass off. I did, right? Like I I worked in the Silicon Valley. I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't work a 14 hour day, you were lazy, right? right? So I did the thing, I did the do, right? Um, and I, and I did, I, so what I did was I got into these corporations and I was ahead of the curve and I was kind of like a little bit of a young prodigy where I was getting director positions when I was in my mid twenties. And, uh, I learned a lot and I am also a sponge. Mm. So I, when I was, when I was in these corporations, I always would go to the CEOs and be like, can I, can I have lunch with you? Can we like, I want to, can I? pick your brain. Can you tell me? And I would ask all these questions or when we had, you know, very large famous branding agencies or PR agencies that I would end up managing or working with when I was inside corporations, I would like, I would ask, or I would sit there and just, I was soaking it all in. What were some of the questions you would ask? Like, I'm sure there was a a pattern of some specific nuggets you might be looking for or looking for patterns in them. Do you remember or do you still have that filter? Yeah, I kind of asked some of the, so so I asked a lot of like in our industry, I asked a lot of questions about, um, so the general questions I would ask are like, you know, what's your best advice for me? Like, Mm -hmm. if you could give me the best piece of advice that you knew, you know, when you started or the, the best piece of advice that you would give me in order to be really a rock star at what I do, what would that be? And also what's your biggest thing that you would tell me to like not do and not waste my time with? Interesting. And w- did you notice some patterns? Oh yes, absolutely. And, and what were, what were they? 
Yeah. So one of the things was there was a big kick in my arena for people who were like, you need to go get your, your master's degree in your MBA. And all of them are like, don't waste your time with that. <laughs> They're like, don't even waste your time. Like it's so not necessary. In fact, it's going to kill your creativity. Right. And, um, and actually the, the biggest thing is that they said is you're doing it right now. Mm. You know, we, you know, you're asking questions, stay curious, stay hungry, yeah. always be learning, always be, always be paying attention. And, you know, a lot of times they would say things like, you know, sometimes you'll learn more by just sitting back and watching what's going on and taking note and then just asking the questions after. So I really, I was doing that a lot. And then they gave me some books to read and one of, you know, and, and some things to study. And one of them, which I had already had in college was a book by, uh, Jack, um, uh, uh, Al Reese and Jack Trout called Positioning the Battle for Your Mind. Mm. I still have my college copy. It's like all yellow and brittle, but <laughs> I don't care, right? That was the best book for me to read because strategic positioning is the thing that I excel at. That has been the base of why I have excelled so much in my career and that I've helped all these companies excel. Awesome. And as you've been doing that with the strategy and then the mindset, now we bring in like the current affairs, the times that, you know, you grew, grew your business. Technology was changing. Culture was changing. Businesses, you know, you came out of dot com. So there was an implosion there. How did you navigate and, and what were some of the obstacles or challenges you had that maybe were some of the big learning lessons for you? Like as I started my own business? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very successful right out the gate, right? Because again, I aligned with my genius. Mm -hmm. I, I did, you know, I was, I was stellar at what I did at what I did. Right. I've always aligned with that. Like I do the thing that comes the easiest for me and I charge the most for it. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Um, number two is I've always been very strategic. So I always thought things out before I did them. I wasn't just like winging stuff and throwing it against the wall and hoping it stuck. So I, I built a multi six figure business in my first year out the gate. So, so some of the big hurdles that I've had to overcome as I've grown, because I started my business in 2001 and here we are in, in 2020. Um, some of the big hurdles that I've had to overcome are learning, being masterful at your craft is very different than being masterful at running a business. Mm. And that was a big learning curve for me. That was a, I did, I thought everyone, I made the very naive mistake and which a lot of CEOs make is that I assume that everyone operates the way I do with the same level of integrity, with the same level of like commitment to performance, with the same level of high drive and like the get it done. I mean, again, I went from competitive sports into marketing, you know, like top Silicon Valley marketing agencies to corporations like Intuit. I did go nine interviews to get hired at, in, at Intuit, wow. right? To, and you know, I mean, just, it, that is a culture for high performance. Like you don't, it's, it's like, that's what I steeped in. So I think that, you know, for me, I was like, I just didn't understand. And then I would hire these people. And I think I hired a lot of zebras expecting them to climb trees. Mm. That was a big one for me. 
And is that part, partly how you also were creating your, uh, your assessments the, to also learn how you yes. could, that was where it was born from, was yes. for yourself, how to hire the right people? Yes. And then also the other thing was that um, initially speaking, I was a horrible manager and leader to my team. I just would throw things at them and, it, and expect it to be magically done. So... <laughs> As you could probably imagine, that didn't work out so well. Right. So, so I really had to learn about systemizing. I had to learn about creating a high-performance culture. I had to learn about what it really took to manage and to lead because it's two totally different things. Mm. You know, I, I had to learn the, 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 I learned, I didn't, I guess I didn't have to learn the really hard way, but I did. It was hard and expensive and painful. Yeah. And are there any, um, lessons that you look back now that you remember perhaps some mentors or other people had shared that maybe at the time when they shared it, you didn't quite get it or it didn't resonate. And then now after going through those challenges, look back and go, oh, that's what they meant. Was there any, any of that happening? You know, I think that one of the things I did early on with my mentors is I was asking them about how to get, because I'm so results driven, I was asking them how to get the, the, the really the results with the craft. I was focused more on the craft than I was on the business ownership. And so now I ask different questions and I seek out different mentors and I seek out different types of things because in order for me to be able to serve the world in the way that I want to, like I have to have a high performing team. And I have, you know, not that we don't have hiccups, we do, right? I mean, this is, this is business and we're mm -hmm. human beings and we're fallible and things happen. I mean, my business, my business manager is out on maternity leave right now. You know, we just had to let someone, um, you know, we just parted ways with someone that was having some really deep personal challenges. So it's, you know, it's not that things don't happen, they happen, but I know how to roll better with it now. Got it. But I'm seeking out different advice now in my business. Right. And regarding, you know, putting a little bit of a timestamp on this conversation, how, how were you running your business pre-COVID and what did you have to, if anything, pivot like how much of your business was already online, you were already doing stuff versus how much was doing live events and, and so forth or sure. other areas of, of pivoting as it were? Yeah, I love this question. I addressed this in the mindset thing this morning. So here's the deal, like with the whole, the whole COVID thing. For the a type of entrepreneurs that I work with, 98% of the, the businesses didn't are not affected in fact actually because we saw so here's the thing i watch market trends i did a thing in january of 2019 saying hey we're heading for a recession in the next year to two years mm -hmm. everyone needs to batten down the hatches now and this is exactly how you do it right if you don't make these strategic you know now the word has become totally overused but pivots in your business you're going to be in big trouble when this recession hits Right. And part of that is marketing to affluent clients, right? Positioning is a huge part of that because if you have a Me Too brand, you're going to get wiped out and eaten alive. And if you are not marketing to people who can afford your services, you're, you're going to be in big trouble too because, the, like, with your affluent clients, when things like this happen, 
they're because of their high performance mindset, they are like, Ooh, this is an opportunity. Like, Ooh, we get to innovate. How can we get ahead? How can we take like half the market's going to fold? How do we take advantage of that? Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm not talking about like people personally, I'm not talking about taking advantage of people. I'm talking about like, there's an opportunity that's rising. And when something like this happens, whether it be a recession or whether it be COVID, you know, guys, there's no, no less money in the world. There's right. the same amount of money that there always was. The, the, the wealth is just transferring from the timid to the brave, from, right. the, from the stay stuck, I'm just going to keep what I kept on doing, even if it's not working, to the innovative. That's just what's happening, right? So it's not that there's less money or that money's tightening up or that it's not, you know, it's that people's mindsets are selling them down the road into poverty they're choosing not to be resourceful. They didn't alter their strategy. And ultimately they're, you know, un unfortunately they're gonna, it's gonna be tough for them. And especially if you're marketing to the masses. And so what we've already started to see is we've started to see, and you've probably seen this too, Doug, is I, I call it the fire sale model. Mm -hmm. They're panicking. So now people are out there increasing their marketing like crazy and they're trying to slash their prices and throw deals and everyone's flooding the market with like low price stuff thinking, well, no one's going to be able to afford the high price. But now all these people are doing this. And if, if you've ever read the blue, the, um, the blue ocean strategy, they're creating a massive red ocean and they're going to eat each other alive. Mm -hmm. And I'm just watching it happen. And I'm like, and I told my clients, I'm like, don't you dare do that. Don't you dare do that. So with my clients and with my business, we did, you know, we did pivot. We, we did make alterations in the strategy. So a lot of my stuff is already delivered virtually. I coach, I literally have, I don't, I don't coach, I consult, but I literally consult people literally all over the world, Ireland, Nicaragua, uh, London, Paris, Australia, like everywhere all over the world. So, so much of my stuff was already online. The, but we did have live events, right? So we do have we do have live events, and it's been very easy to just switch them online. So we've got an event coming up in September, selling to millionaires, where we're diving in for two days on selling to millionaires. That was supposed to be held at my at Anthem Country Club here in Las Vegas. We're not doing that. We've right. canceled all of our live events for the rest of the year. So what we're doing though, is we're looking for ways to innovate and rise above the red ocean in every aspect of our business. So we took our strategy back, right? And mind you, our business is growing, right? Our, our business is growing. We've had some of the most successful months since COVID hit because people are like, oh yeah, I better start marketing to affluent clients that have money to pay me. Like if the light bulbs are going off, they're like, oh my gosh, my clients, these people can't afford me. And now they can't, now they really can't afford me. And they're like, oh, I better, I better up my game. Totally. So our, business, our business has grown substantially. And so we're looking at ways to serve the market, but we don't ever want to do things in the way that's just normal. Right. So with this online event that we're doing, we're really looking to like host a live experience. Mm that is, you know, obviously the content's going to be great. The content was already going to be great, but now we're looking for how do we keep people engaged? How do we shuffle things for this environment? And that's really what we're, that's really what we're doing. So this will be your first time doing what is usually a live event into a virtual? 
So, interestingly enough, I was in the middle of marketing to millionaires when the with our marketing to millionaires event when the shutdown happened. So we had all these people registered to come and then all of a sudden like they couldn't catch flights or some of them were scared and so literally we ended up with like i think 20 people live in the room and it was day to day so by the third day i actually my because i host all my events at my country club and by the third day they were like you can't host an event here and i'm like Everyone come to my house. <laughs> Looks like we're doing day three at, at Casa de Calcal. Wow. You know, so we just had to roll with it. Um, but what we did was because we wanted to accommodate the people that were like, I just don't feel comfortable. Hybrid. Literally, we bare bones threw up a landing page and basically said, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna live stream it. We did Zoom meetings. Like I literally took my podcast mic and stuck it in front of me. <laughs> I mean, it was so low tech, not perfect, not whatever. And we ended up getting like a hundred more people registered that got the content and were like, this is the best event ever. And I'm like, well, thank you for putting up with our, you know, I'm sure like half the time, like they probably saw like this much of my face. It was just so thrown together in like two days. So that was my first really virtual event. So then for this event coming up, what can people expect? Like who, who would be the, the ideal person that if they're listening, watching like, oh, this sounds perfect for me. What are they doing? And what could they expect at this event? Like what are some of the benefits they'll get and, and how would they go sure. through it? So, so there, you know, if, for, if you are a service-based business owner and you really want to master the art of selling to millionaires. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like just $5,000 packages. I'm talking about like, like, you know, $100,000 packages, like $200,000 packages. If you're really, and it doesn't have to be that high, right? But if you're looking to really master the art of selling high ticket and the, uh, not, excuse me, not high ticket, selling to millionaires with premium price pro, uh, programs and services, this is the perfect place to be because we are going to be talking about the mindset that you need to have, right? Not only your own mindset, but this is also perfect for teams. So a lot of people that are coming are like bringing their teams with them. Like they're actually making it like we've got agencies that are coming and they're like, y'all need to be here. This is the live training. We're having a popcorn party, sit down, block your calendar out. So you know, agencies, we've got attorneys registered, CPAs, interior designers, consultants. Um, I'm trying to think, um, you know, we, we do have some coaches, although this is going to be more appropriate for high level coaches that are really looking to, again, kick it to the next level. Um, but we have so many different, any kind of service-based business, wedding planners, like really high-end wedding planners that want to sell premium wedding packages. We're going to be covering soup to nuts, everything that needs to happen. Your mindset, what their mindset is, how the affluent buy, how to really create an offer that's going to make them say yes on the spot. And, and because a lot of times what's happening is people are trying to sell mass marketing offers to affluent clients and it doesn't work mm -hmm. because that's not what they want. Right. So, so mm -hmm. well, I was just say like in that mindset, how, if there's a nugget you could give that might, you know, kind of really get someone kind of a, a, a taste of your, uh, your, 
your smorgasbord of, of yeah. trainings, what would be like a thing that someone could go, oh, okay, cool. I, I get that. Like I, I can resonate with that uh, philosophy or I could own that. Like, cause it's, the, the challenge I think for most people has been my experience is they're walking around with a, you know, $50,000 mindset wanting to drive, you know, into a, you know, multimillion dollar environment. And that jump can be really hard. So how, how do you help someone get into that philosophy and that ownership of their ability to go, oh, wait, this is possible for me? Because that's really what it is. The saboteuring that you're talking about is all in, internal. Right. So what is something that you, a pattern maybe you've noticed that other people who are going, ah, I'd love to, but I don't know if that's even possible for me. And, and is there a, right. a, a way you could bridge that gap? Yeah, there is. So, so here's what I want to let you know. So for, for anyone who's thinking about that out there, you know, like as a woman, I sell to men all the time. I'm not a dude. Uh, you know, I had to learn how men think and buy and behave. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Or if I'm selling to, let's say I'm selling to a lawyer, I'm not a lawyer but I have to understand what's important to a lawyer and what they're looking for and what their pain points are. Um, and it's very much the same with marketing and selling to affluent clientele. It doesn't matter if you're affluent, you need to learn what, how they think and how they buy and what they, what they're looking for so that you can have that conversation with them. It's really just a learning experience. You need to get your own stuff out of the way. Like I, I think that I think that people overthink it when it comes to this because it's totally possible to learn. It's totally possible to do. And I have lots of also practical tips to get people in that mindset. All you need to be is exceptional at what it is that you do. And how does one know they're exceptional? I think that people that are really good at what they do know that they're good at what they do. You know, I think they're getting that feedback. I think their clients are coming back saying, I'm getting great results. I think the conversation that they're having is, oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated because I feel like I'm the world's best kept secret. And I know what I do is so incredibly valuable. And I just keep attracting all these people that I know I can help, that they can't afford my services. And it's so frustrating because I know I can help them, but they, they can't make the leap. And I want better clientele and I want to be able to sell. Like that's the people that are work really well with us because they know. Right. Well, and I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I know in my community, I see a lot of that because so many people in the personal development world, they work so hard on their craft and they are like fantastic at what they do. And, and I even remember when I, I left, I, I was on the road with Tony for many years. And when I left, one of the things he said was, remember, you are not a coach. You are not a speaker. You are not a trainer. You are not an author. You are a marketer of your coaching, your speaking, your, you know, your books, all of that. And that's an, that's an important distinction. And to lead, it's again, back to that marketing conversation is how do you position strategically to the person who's going to be able to like really benefit and afford you at the same time, which is totally. obviously- It's all positioning and it's just yep. about understanding like the same way you would, you would sell something to your wife or sell something to your husband is the same way that you would, you know, sell something to the affluent. Does that make sense? You just yeah. need to learn. 
Well, and I, and I think we'll leave it on this because I, you know, I want to honor your time is that the, the challenge I think for some is the idea that you'll see like Lamborghini and you go, well, you know, the, the whole idea, Lamborghini, you know, you'll never see an advertisement for Lamborghini because the people who can afford Lamborghinis don't watch TV. Like, you know, things of that nature, which then I think puts the average person in a quandary because like, well, then how do I get to them? How do I even get in front of affluent people in the first place? Like if, if they're, is, this, is it this cult that they, they only talk to each other and how do you infiltrate and get in front of them? And I think that's, you know, a valuable, you know, just even your expression there, that's what you teach is how And you- Doug, that's why I make the big bucks because yep. I know how to find them and I know how to market to them and I know how to sell to them and I can teach you how to do it too, right? I've taught thousands of entrepreneurs how to do this, right? We're not hiding. We're not, you know, it's not some secret cult with some secret handshake. It really is down to this. They want results, whatever those results are. And it, you know, look, I'm gonna tell you right now, your affluent individuals have just as many problems, if not more and more urgent and more costly um, issue problems that need solutions as, you know, your regular, your regular folks. Right, they have just as many. Here's the difference: they they are willing to pay whatever it takes to make those problems go away. And so, what I like to say, which is a little bit different, you know, because I've heard Tony say that it's a little different. It's like I'm a provider of solutions. Right. I I don't I don't provide products and services. I provide solutions. Right. Oh, totally. Um, well, and I think that the last thought I I, I think that me, and I'm sure you help with this, and I want to. I'm gathering you absolutely do, and this is why people need to do this, is there are probably people who think because they're not a brand name that the affluent people are like, well, but you're not Tony Robbins. You're not Doesn't Kelly O'Neill. You're not whatever. I want to be able to say I have the best you know, person in the world that everybody knows of. And uh, you know, it, your share is, is that it's, that's not how people think. There, there's a sect of, and, and I, I break this down in the market research because I, I basically did all the heavy lifting for you. So I research this market and I stay on top of this market and I just redid all of our market research, which was literally like probably like 300 hours of market research. So there is a sect of affluent clients that, and generally I'm going to be honest with you, they're kind of new money that they, they want that, you know, they want that um, that bling, that cachet, that, you know, to say, but let me just tell you, a lot of affluent people do not care about that at all. The bottom line is, can you solve my problem and either give me the experience I want or make the pain go away? And if I believe that you can do that, I'm willing to pay in accordance with how much pain is there for you to make it go away. Amen. I love it. Well, any final thoughts, any, um, you know, we're going to, you share where to, I will have it in the post in the descriptions and everything, how to get to you, but also if they're seeing this or experiencing it after the fact, what are some other ways to get in touch with you? Sure. So guys, here's the thing. I am available. I am on a mission to help entrepreneurs live from a place of choice. You know, I could just focus my entire business on marketing to my affluent clientele and I would be fine. But I 
am so passionate about entrepreneurs and so passionate and really on a mission to help people thrive through the recession. So we have so many resources out there available to you. The very first thing that I would do, subscribe to my podcast. It's free. It's everywhere. Marketing to Millionaires podcast. The second thing is if you are on Facebook, go and join the Marketing to Millionaires Success Circle on Facebook. I do free trainings in there. We get, have tons of resources. If you are tired of marketing to broke clients, go and do that. And if you're someone who's watching this, it's like, no, like I, like I, I want to dive in. I want to talk to you privately. I want to talk to a member of your team. I want to see what kind of programs you have pop right on over to my website. And there's a little button there that says work with Kelly. Um, and you can, um, you'll fill out all the information and talk to a member of my team who will point you in the right direction. And then if, um, if need be, we will personally jump on the phone. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your most valuable assets, your time and your wisdom. Uh, truly appreciate it. I look forward to staying in touch, learning more. Uh, if I got to check my calendar, see what, what I'm doing um, that at the time of your event, but I, I certainly want to learn more. I'll be joining the group and you know, my resources are your resources and it's been a privilege, a pleasure. And I, I love you for who you are and who you aren't. And um, I look forward to more rock with you in the future. Awesome. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for having me on today. It's been awesome. fun. Thank you. You rock. Thank you so much for stopping by and hanging with us. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast right here. And we look forward to serving you even more. Remember... Download your free guided hypnotic meditation at guidedhypnotic.com. That's guidedhypnotic.com where you'll get your free anxiety-busting meditation. We look forward to serving you, and if you have any questions, comments, please feel free to reach out. All right, we love you for who you are and who you aren't. God bless.